The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 5 Chapter 5 It didn't take long for April to remove the skeleton. Vini helped. She was looking ragged around the edges by the time April left. All that excitement had done her in. I could tell she was envying Dode's snooze fest on the porch. The sun was a red marble sinking behind a curtain of baby corn stalks as we gathered our stuff and crept off the porch on tiptoe, leaving Dode to nap. We got any emergency pie at the house, asked Vini, her bright little eyes hopeful as we climbed into the Impala. I shook my head a woeful no. I'm weak as a kitten. My bones are jelly. Can we stop and get us some pie? I skidded the Chevy to a stop, cut a gravel donut, and spun back up the twisty, winding road to the knobs. I headed toward Ma and Peepaw Horton's place. The sun was fixing to sit, but Ma and Peepaw operated a pie shed that never closed. It was an old tool shed with a pie pantry on one side, a tiny glass refrigerator for cream pies on the other side. If you had ten bucks, you could pick up a pie any time. There was a metal sap bucket nailed to the door where you could leave your money. Ma had painted a sign that said, Thou shall not steal. Underneath, after they'd been robbed once, Peepaw had written, This means you, knucklehead. Ma and Peepaw also kept the largest backyard hen house in Papa County. Well, calling it a house might be a wee understatement. Peepaw Horton was an energetic fellow, and Ma loved her chickens. Together they'd fashioned replicas of the White House, the Supreme Court, and the Senate Building out of scrap lumber. The buildings were connected with two-befores and chicken-wire catwalks. It wasn't a chicken house so much as it was an entire chicken-landia. The whole kit and caboodle was fenced with cyclone wire held up by hand-skinned fence posts. Dewey, the big handsome rooster, was the self-appointed president of Chickenlandia. He crowed on and on about nothing at all hours, like most men. The hens ignored him. They ran around pecking for bugs and gossiping out in front of the Senate where they nested. The hens were in charge of everybody and everything. Vini was deathly afraid of chickens. A long story about a summer job we once had up at Bundy Brothers packing, scalding and plucking chickens to make canned soup. So she'd never explored the hen house compound, but I'd taken the grand tour. Peepaw Horton threw a one-handed howdy as we pulled in next to the pie shed. He was leaning against the shed on a rickety wooden stepladder with screws sticking out both corners of his mouth. 
It looked like he'd stuck the screws between his lips so he'd have his hands free to work on a roof repair project. Peepaw was skinny. He had a white buzz cut that had not changed since Truman was president. His face was the color and texture of a walnut. He wore a dirty gray bowler hat. His eyes shined like nickels. He was so bow-legged he looked like one of those toy cowboys preformed to sit in a horse's saddle. He gripped a screwdriver in one hand. He was tacking the bottom circle of an aluminum pie pan over a hole up where the beadboard on the pie shed met with the corrugated roof. Varmints, he grunted. Got into the shed last night. Made a mighty mess of a pecan pie. Vini shook her head. They leave the apple alone? We need us some emergency apple pie. Ma baked too, fresh this morning. Ma Horton stepped out of the pie shed. She wasn't anybody's mother. People had always called her that because she and Peepaw were kindly to stray animals and outcasts. She wiped her hands on her bibbed apron as she came out of the shed. She was wearing a pair of hearing aids. Black antenna, like on an ant's head, sprouted from the top of each hearing aid. Her thin gray hair was plaited in braids that wound like a spool of thread around the top of her head. She wore a flower print dress with a lace collar. The dress was tucked up under her breasts. She wore leather farm boots, their laces undone halfway. The tongues on the boots flapped when she walked. She was a short woman, shaped like an apple, who decided long ago that she preferred the company of chickens to people. And she made the world's best pies. Howdy, gals, she said. Just put some pies out to rest in the shed. Help yourself. That was all the encouragement Vini needed. She rolled into the shed and came back with a pie in each hand. Coconut cream for you, apple for me. I could see where Vini had already finger-scooped apple slices out of her pie. Ma asked me what we were doing up her way. Dode Schneider, on a case. Ghosts pestering him over at the Wyatt Mansion. Or aliens could be aliens. Vini was making a lot of noise. I could hear her having at the pie with her fingers. I decided not to look. Ma leaned into the Chevy window, her elbows on the hot rim. She adjusted one hearing aid. Dode ain't been quite right in the head since that snowplow hit him. At least he has an excuse. I eyed Vini. That why I heard the cops headed toward Dode's? Probably. You know any reason a ghost might haunt that old Wyatt mansion? Ma shook her head. Place was empty before my time. Most folks don't remember old Jedediah Wyatt. Those that do got no godly words for him. He have kin? Mm, don't think so. He came up the Ohio on one of them paddle-wheeled boats. His kin were over in Georgia, or thereabouts. He moseyed up here with the river rats right after we Yanks ass-whooped the South. Married one of them Aulis girls. Stole her and her kin blind. Left her high and dry. 
Vini stopped having at her pie. Half of it was gone. I feel better, she belched. <clears throat> Not so weak. Ma peered over at Vini. Emergency pie? Saw something ugly. Had to fortify myself. Ma looked intrigued. What'd you see? A dead person. Anyone we know? I jumped in. Just a skeleton. Pretty darn old from the looks of her. She was wearing button-up shoes and a bonnet and sitting in a rocking chair up in the Wyatt Mansion. Just sitting there, like she'd had her supper and was fixing to sit by the fire for a spell before bedtime. Vini sniffled. Ghosts got her, we reckon. Demons, maybe. We reckon she's been haunting the Wyatt Mansion, trying to get someone's attention. Wanting someone to give her a decent burial. Peepaw squeezed his head into the Chevy's window. Next to Ma, mashed together like that, they looked like a pair of dried apple bobbleheads. You gals want some eggs while you're here? We'll take a dozen if you gather them, Vini said. My boy Junior always has friends coming over, hanging out, mooching. Them boys are eating us out of house and home. Ma told Peepaw we'd been ghost hunting for Dode up at the Wyatt Mansion. They found a real, live, dead person. Peepaw's eyes brightened. Anyone we know? Nah, snorted Ma. A bit older than us. That's probably good, said Peepaw. A ruckus started up in the White House. Feathers flew out of the Senate coop door. Peepaw shuffled off toward Chickenlandia to see what the fuss was all about. He came back, shaking his head, and handed us a carton of fresh eggs. Dewey was trying to mount Miss Betty Grable. Ma shook her head. Betty not in the mood? Not in the least. Dewey's sitting up in a sumac tree sulking like a heartbroken Romeo. Left him to lick his wounds. Ma leaned into my car window. The batteries must have been waning on her hearing aids. She shouted, Go on down to the library. Bother Queet. She's got the dope on Nobby Waters' pioneer days. If somebody died or disappeared a hundred years ago, she'd be the one to know all about it. I thanked Ma for the eggs, the advice, and the emergency pies. And we were off. 